Hello, Patronormalist. Thank you so much for your contribution. Here is story number 14 for you. We realized that doing it by weeks was really dumb. So we're just going to go ahead and give them numbers. So this is number 14. Take it away, Patty. Well, you know, um, I was doing some research for some upcoming um, stories I would like to write. And while I was doing it, I was talking to a friend who told me about their family history. So I started doing a little bit of research on it. And we talk about cursed objects and we've done, we've done some um, writing about it. I've done some writing about it for the podcast. And we've also talked about it a little bit. Then I came across this story. Have you ever noticed that there are certain families where it just seems like bad stuff happens time and time again? Yes. And <laughs> oh, is that, was that rhetorical? No, because, no. Because the answer is yes. And they always seem to be more religious. Well, I don't know how religious this one is, but this gentleman was telling me that many years ago, his family was well-to-do. They mm -hmm. lived in the Pittsburgh area and his grandmother decided to have a house built. This was her grand, this was his, her husband's um, gift to her for them having made it through all these years. And now they're very well-to-do. So he decides that they're going to build their dream home. And she had some Italianate marble shipped in to do the fireplace in the den. And the um, workers seemed very leery of it. They didn't want to mess with it. And the stonemason they hired, when he, he came in and he, he touched it and he was run his hands across it, at first it was beautiful. But he told her, he said, there's something wrong with this marble. Just something wrong with it. And she said, oh, don't be ridiculous. And she told him how whatever astronomical amount of money she paid for it and where it came from. And he said, there's, there's something wrong with it. I'm telling you, it'll bring you no good. You shouldn't put it in your house. You should get rid of it. And she, of course, she's not going to listen. She liked the marble and she spent a fortune on it. So she insisted that he put it in the fireplace. So they put, he put the marble in it. It did not go very nicely. One guy lost three fingers when a piece of the marble slipped and cut his hand. Um, and the guy kept saying over and over, this is bad. This is bad. You need to not do this. And she insisted. Somebody else got injured. So by the time the piece of marble, the marble was inlaid into the fireplace, a couple of people had been injured. And the stonemason told her, he said, um, I'll never work for you again. You're not listening to me. I'm telling you, this is bad stone. There's something wrong with it. There's something in it. And it will never bring you anything but bad. Well, she thought that that was ridiculous and the family kind of poo-pooed it. But the family history, when you look back at the family from that time forward, is insane. Now, this guy that I was talking to, he didn't know um, all of this. Like, I literally had somebody do a genealogical search to figure this out. And it started not because of the marble, but it started because of him not knowing anything about his parents. Like his mother and father just disappeared out of his life. He was told they ran off and with other people. And that was that. And then his grandmother raised him in the house where the marble fireplace was. And he knew the story about it being supposedly um, bad, but he didn't tell me that part of the story. He just said he never knew what happened to his parents. So as a gift, I thought I was going to find out maybe he could even find one of them alive. 
you know, but that's not what happened. What I ended up finding out was horrendous. This man, um, his father was some sort of a, a salesman and he came back from a trip and um, found his wife and his son, his, this man, his little boy had left him because of his drinking. He was a, a heavy drinker. So the guy tried to get her back. And when that didn't work, he got arrested because he um, attacked her and two other ladies going to church. So he gets arrested for drunk and disorderly and he gets put into jail and he hung himself with his own belt. Now, this was going back away. This guy's in his 60s. Um, he had never heard about that. But I actually found the newspaper article with all the information from their hometown and everything. And then um, I thought, oh, my God, that's just horrible. We can't tell him any of this. You know, why would I want to cause him all this pain? So I thought, well, we'll look for his mom. Maybe his mom's story is a lot better. It's got to be a lot better. But it turned out not to be. It turned out that she had run away and abandoned him and left him with his grandmother. His It was his father's mother. And she had run off with some guy. And then she had gone out west and she had committed suicide. She had apparently had taken pills. I was really shocked by how dark and negative it was. And then I looked at his aunts and his aunts and uncles, and they all had similar types of fates. I I started looking at his grandfather and his grandfather had a similar type of fate. And this guy had a history of suicide attempts. And um, he asked me, he said, uh, did you ever find out anything? And I said, you just don't want to know. I mean, some things are just better left unsaid. Just, you know, no, don't worry about it. And he, he finally, he, he said, you know, I want to know. And if you don't tell me, I'll hire somebody else to find out. I want to know what happened to my family. So I sat him down and I explained the story and I showed him the newspaper clippings because I found clippings um, for several of the family members besides his mom and dad. But all of them, you know, were like little bits that said things like um, people were much more graphic a long time ago in their newspaper articles. Like they just said, he hung himself by his belt or she took a lot of pills and committed suicide. They, they didn't sugarcoat it like we do today. You know, somebody commits suicide today. It's like so-and-so passed away at 8.05 PM, blah, blah, blah. We don't tell why. And um, I remember him sitting there for the longest time and he was just looking at me and he said, it was that fireplace. And that's when I heard about the fireplace for the first time. And I said, what do you mean it was the fireplace? And he said, yeah, it was the fireplace. That man was right. That stonemason. And then he told me the story I just told you about how whenever the fire, the fireplace marble came from Italy, the stonemason was very upset. And he kept saying, no, this is bad stone. And his grandmother had it put in anyway. And, um, I said, well, you know, why do you think that? And he said, let me tell you the rest of the story, the part you didn't look up, because I knew his grandmother raised him. And then he started to tell me all these stories about what, how crazy she was and how she abused him. And she said she saw people in the um, in the live in the dining area or the den area where the fireplace was and how they threw some very hanky, weird circumstances, lost all of their money and the house got sold to somebody else. And he went back to see the house as an adult because it had memories for him. And he found that the family that had gotten, had bought the house at auction, that everybody in their family had died, these terrible deaths and another family. So he had actually looked at the house's history more than his own family's. 
But um, he said, I, I, I really have come to believe that that was true. And this, everything you're telling me, that's just further proof to, to me that our entire universe changed because of that fireplace, because of that stone. And he said, I can remember my grandma saying about the stonemason being so upset. He was adamant that this was bad. It was evil. There was something awful in it and it needed to be destroyed. And he said, I'm beginning to believe it was true because everything in our life has gone badly ever since his life went badly. He lost his family twice. He lost a family. Um, like I said, he, he was homeless. He um, attempted suicide on five, four or five different occasions. He's just had a very bitter life. And um, I'd like to say, I don't think it has anything to do with it, but having researched the house's the house itself afterwards, I actually went back and looked at the house property and everybody who had it have lost it, usually through financial loss. They, it gets up, put up for auction because they couldn't pay the taxes or financially the family is devastated in some way and has to sell it. Um, you know, it, it, there's been five families living in the house and other than the family that's currently there, each of them have had disasters. And I mean, everybody has a few things, but multiple disasters and all of them culminating in the loss of the property. And I don't know about creepy, but that it, it was extremely creepy to me because how many coincidences stop making it a coincidence? Right. Well, it sounds like there's something super messed up with that marble, but did he give you a hint as to what? Like, like I need a prequel sequel here, okay? Because, <laughs> because prequel part. Why did he call you in the first place? If well, he... I knew the gentleman, I knew the gentleman. Oh, um, okay. In a personal capacity, and he knew you did and, research and stuff. And he knew I did research, and he approached me about finding out what happened to his mom and his dad. Oh, okay. All right, that and, makes sense. Um, and I said, sure, I can take a look. Why would you know? Why would? And I knew him um, because um, I had bumped into him. He, I, when I was caring for a client, he was um, a neighbor of the clients and we would talk sometimes off and on for a few minutes at a time. And one day he brought, he broached the subject of, I understand you do a lot of research. And I said, I do. And he said, I've always wondered what happened to my parents. And I would like to know, I'd like to be able to tell my kids what happened to their grandparents. And I said, well, it doesn't sound like that big a task. So out of kindness, I started to do the research and I called a person I know who's a genealogist who got a hold of me um, a few days later and said, this is the darkest history I have uncovered in years. And then laid it all out along with sending me the clippings. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is way darker than I could possibly have imagined. And I felt really bad. So whenever he approached me about it again and said, have you heard anything? And I'm like, you know, some things are just better left unknown. You know, sometimes there's a reason for that. Mm -hmm. And he's like, oh, no, if you don't do it, somebody, I'm going to hire somebody to do it. I want to know what happened to my parents before I die. So I told him, I said, it isn't pretty. It isn't pleasant. And, and I'm not sure that it's something you really do want to know. I, I, I feel really uncomfortable with this. And he's and he was insistent that he had to know. But he wasn't haunted personally. Well, it seemed like his entire life was colored by it. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, did did he feel the actual whatever it is like doing it to him or see it 
so that he would think that it's doing it to him? Or was he like kind of unknowingly having some bad luck brought upon him without even thinking well, about it? His grandmother would often refer back to the fireplace and she they would see um, particularly her would see a shadow for a figure there in the room. But and she would say it, it was the fireplace. It was the fireplace. I knew I shouldn't have. I should have listened to the man. And she would tell the story about the stonemason and, and putting it in. But on the other hand, she didn't believe it sufficiently to get rid of it. Well, and that, yeah, that sounds like, oh, well, it was expensive. So I'm just going to keep it. It's exactly. putting, putting it's greed, putting greed ahead of it is what and, it sounds like. And it seemed like anything that was of value to her was damaged. You know, her, her child, her son and his wife, and then she ended up with her grandson and that ended up badly with her being, um, her abusing him physically. Um, her husband dying in a bizarre accident, um, multiple other children from her, her, um, her life who died. Suicide seemed to be the biggest thing. It was mostly suicides and, um, and mostly both sides of the couple. Like there were four sons, three of them committed suicide and three of them, and three of them, their wives committed suicide. That's pretty steep odds. And then he grew up there. He was physically abused there. He was emotionally abused there. He said he saw things. He would hear footsteps in that room. Okay. Um, stuff like that. But nothing that he, that you would make you think that this was going to be the bad luck thing. Yeah. It just was a haunting thing. And his grandmother would say, oh, the house can't be haunted. It's, uh, it's, it's new. We built it. Your pa- your grandfather and I built it. And that, that kind of a thing. Yep. And then, but then there would be dark stuff happen. And then she would say something about the fireplace again. And he said it was kind of a back and forth thing in her head all the time. And then he grew up. And as I said, he lost two families. Um, and then he lost his, his livelihood and was homeless for several years and then came to the region where we live and again lost somebody who died um, that he was engaged to marry. So this was the third relationship that had failed miserably and um, for whatever the reason and was just really struggling. Yes. Teacher, <laughs> may I? You, you, what uh, do you think, Eddie? I know what happened. Uh, okay, so, well, there's the obvious that whatever was in this stone is the cause. Yes, which is what he believed. But I don't think that's what happened. All right, what happened? Okay, so the this lady was, like, obviously, you know, well-to-do, and she yes. put put the, you know, the marble ahead of the well-being of the crew, right? So, you know... What it seems to me is that the stonemason guy uh, cursed her and what was in the stone was just a regular haunting. So that's what they were seeing. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it would. I don't I don't know if that string of luck is a cause of that thing. I mean, that would that's the obvious choice. But I think it has something to do with that stonemason because he's the one who lost the fingers. Right. Well, one of his assistants lost oh, okay. his fingers, but he but he I, would have he, had to hate her after that. I, you know, yeah, he t- he was the one who told her originally that there was that the stone was cursed. It was bad, right? 
and that he couldn't he didn't want to work with it. It makes me think that he's like, this is what you deserve, you know? I don't know. I don't know if the stonemason did that, if the stone itself was, if both happened, if there was some sort of reciprocity because, you know, she did put more value on her stuff than people and she risked lives, you know, you could say. Um, And then she turned into this very angry, bitter old lady who, like I said, verbally and physically abused her grandson until he ran away at the age of 17. Yeah. I mean... And it could, it could be nothing was happening to him. It's just, he's a product of the abuse. I mean, that could be it too. It, it sounds like it's very multifaceted, and it is, it, but, but he, it doesn't mean breathes. that it's just the right. entity that was in the stone. I don't know. I mean, cause he truly believed it. And then what really convinced him is when he went back to see the house as an adult and he found that the second family had had similar luck. And then over the course of the years, he kind of kept an eye on who owned the house. And I went back and did the research on several families and it seemed to time and again come up for, um, you know, sheriff sale or auction or it would have to be sold off because of some bizarre financial and or, you know, physical issue. Mm-hmm. And it happened for out of the five owners, four of them. And the, the fifth one then was an, in the house. So and is so, there somebody in the house now? Yes. Why hasn't anybody taken the the stone out? I don't know. The people who I, know that it's the stone. The why only would they people leave it? would have, have known would have been the first owner. Right. Well, then but, there's this guy. I mean. Right. You, but he, you know, how do you knock on somebody's door and say, I think you've got cursed marble in your fireplace? Yeah. Well, it just you depends know, if he knew them or not, I guess. Yeah. Right. So, you know, he, he couldn't go back there to, and convince anybody. I'm sure of that. Um, it was Italianate marble. It was gorgeous. It was very expensive. And I'm sure it was a selling feature for the house. But the rest of the people who wandered into this house and ended up with it have no clue. Well, if you uh, live in this area and you have a marble fireplace, it's your house. I actually have pictures. <laughs> I actually have pictures of the house because we actually Google mapped it. Oh, geez. So I could see the house. And um, it's a very pretty, nice, normal little house. It's a, like a three-bedroom ranch-style house, yeah. which would have been popular in the 1950s, you know, 40s, 50s kind of era. And he grew up there in um, the early 60s. You know, it was just a really nice-looking, normal, average house. But it had um, a living room, a kitchen, a dining room slash den, mm-hmm. um, and three bedrooms. And so, like, to look at the house, you would, it's very unassuming. Yeah. But, um, you know, he's completely convinced. And he said it would be one thing if it was just his family. But it wasn't. It was three other families plus his that seems to have suffered major problems while living in that house. Yeah. So he and, either cursed the, the marble itself. Mm-hmm. And that's what's doing it or so anyone who lives in that house or whatever or, you know, because it's obviously he didn't curse the family or it wouldn't transfer. Right. Like it wouldn't. I wouldn't think or the marble literally was what the stonemason said. He was or an that. old man and he and he had handled a lot of stone over the years. And he told this lady that there was something wrong with this stone and he was insistent. And, yeah. you know, 
so anyhow, the gentleman who explained the story to me, and then I did all the background research on it for him. Um, he's completely convinced it was the marble. Yeah, that's probably what it is. I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know me, yeah, <laughs> get outside the box. But um, sorry if for listeners, uh, I was just trying to scare you, but I probably shouldn't joke about that stuff. I regret but it now. It isn't. And like I said, I, the thing was, he was his grandmother became convinced as an old woman. And so did he. And and I guess some of the other family. But today, I don't know the, the people that are living there now. I hope that time has healed it. But for their sake. Yeah. But it, it seems like people tended to live in the house for 10 to 15 years. And, and then, well, maybe they'll whatever happened, happened by random chance hear this. But. I, I doubt it. It's been in the Pittsburgh area, but so like I said, it was out in the Pittsburgh area. But okay. Um, but yeah, it was like I said, if you look at the house, it's just a normal average house. It's not particularly um, ornate. It's not particularly plain. It's just it's Joe average. Hmm. Well, this story went on for a long time, so maybe we should cut it off here. But um, that was a creepy one. Yeah, I thought it was kind of creepy. Oh, just. That that whole generational hauntings and curses episode, you know, creep me yeah. out. Just knowing that that's out there is like, uh, 